This is episode 53 of the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. Welcome to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast, conversations with women who have found creative ways to travel more. I'm your host, Jet Set Lizette, and I travel more by earning and maintaining over 1 million airline miles and hotel points. So far, I've saved over $110,000 in travel costs. I love talking to other women who have also made travel a priority and sharing their creativity, insights, and travel resources. Today, I'm talking with Sierra Redmond, military spouse and creator of the Daily Impressions Lifestyle blog. Her primary goal is to encourage military families to take time to travel and explore from wherever they are stationed. Her blog is also of value to families in general, providing information about accessible luxury travel experiences both domestically and internationally. Sierra shares what sparked her love of travel, what military family life is like, and why being in the military can provide some unique travel opportunities. She also talks about her recent travels during the pandemic, including a road trip, flying, and staying in hotels. It's a great conversation. But before we dig in, I do want to mention that this episode is being sponsored by two great companies. The first is Waypoint Goods. They are the maker of my favorite travel scarf. It's an infinity scarf with a zipper pocket where you can store things. You don't have to carry a purse to have your valuables on you. It's great when you travel. It's great at home great when you go to the store. Beautiful prints, beautiful design. You can get a 15% discount if you go to waypointgoods.com and enter Jet Set at checkout. I'm also being sponsored by Manta Sleep. They have an incredible plush soft sleep mask. I love a good sleep mask. I don't sleep well unless it's pitch black. So this is an exceptional one. Again, not just for travel, but also at home. Very stretchy, very comfortable, easy to adjust. Definitely want to check it out. So go to mantasleep.com and you can enter Jet Set for a 10% discount at checkout. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Welcome, Sierra, to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. I'm really excited to have you joining me today. Thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to finally be here. (laughs) Yes, we've had a few scheduling challenges on both of our ends, and I'm always excited when it finally works out, and it always does. So yeah, let's dig in. Let's talk about your travel life, and why don't we start with how you first got bit with the travel bug? All right. I like to say that growing up, probably bit me with the travel bug. It's not that we went on extravagant vacations or anything, but we always took advantage of our backyard, which is so funny because it's full circle today with this pandemic and, you know, everyone is starting to explore around them. And they're like, wow, I didn't know that something was near me. I've been spending all my money going to Asia when my backyard in Georgia is nice. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> We went to Callaway Gardens every year. I'm from Georgia. I'll back up and say that I'm from Atlanta. So like going to destinations maybe an hour or two away um, really made a difference to me. And we went to places like Callaway Gardens or we went to Helen in the North Georgia mountains. And I just think that those moments with my mom, who's now deceased, really made me love travel and then want to pass on those experiences and more to my son. Yeah. And how old is your son? He's pretty young, right? Yeah, he's four. 
He's four, but he's yeah. already been on some adventures, which we're going to talk about pretty soon. Yes, he had. <laughs> I'm jealous. If I could redo my childhood, I'd be his mom. <laughs> 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 okay, so you grew up going not necessarily very far away, but really enjoying time away with your family. And I love that point you made about exploring your backyard. You know, I'm definitely doing that right now myself. And uh, I think it's easy to forget, you know, that travel can just be going down the road. Doesn't have right. to be going far away. So um, what was your life like after, you know, sort of as you moved out of childhood and left high school, what happened next and how did that involve travel? I actually got married pretty young. My husband and I are, I'd say, high school sweethearts, but I say that loosely. (laughs) They're growing (laughs) pains, but he's in the military and I was 19 when we got married and we moved to Missouri. So that was my first experience leaving Georgia to live. I had been outside of Georgia to travel, but never to live. And before that, I thought that, oh, I love Georgia. You know, it's customary for you to stay at home with your family and friends and to not move outside of that. But in these years, he's been in the military for seven years and we've moved about four times now. I've experienced different places. I'm like, I don't necessarily want to live in Georgia anymore. You know, there's so much more out there that I've had the unique experience to travel and to be a local in a lot of these cities. Like we lived in Miami, we live in Las Vegas now. So these are not typical places. You know, everyone goes on vacation there, but I've seen both ends or both sides of the spectrum and I get to have a unique opinion about them. So I think that our life in the military post high school has really like formed that and made my opinion much different than it would have been if I was just experiencing it as a traveler. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so you said that's already been seven years that you have been a military spouse. Mm-hmm. Or no, he's been in the military that long. He's been in the military for seven years. We've been married for six. You've been married for six. Okay, so almost that whole time you've yep. been <laughs> you've been almost his whole trajectory in the military. You've been there. Mm-hmm. So what led you to start your blog? Because you have this blog called the Daily Impressions Lifestyle Blog. Tell me about the journey to that coming to be? Well, I have always loved travel. Um, I always thought it was interesting. And I think that travel in general bridges a gap. So there's little room to be ignorant if you have experienced or met people of different cultures. And I always love that about it. And I know that I always wanted to do it. And a funny story, when I was in college, it was my freshman year and I come down the stairs and they're having like an international travel or study abroad experience. And the girl walks up to me and she's like, hey, come to our table. We're going to tell you about studying in Italy. And I almost break down in tears. And I'm like, I can't even afford to be at this college. There's no way I could study abroad. <laughs> I think we've all had like an experience like that at some point. And that kind of just stuck with me. So when I went to school and I graduated in journalism, I didn't know what path I was going to take. But that has always resonated with me that there are a group of families and young adults in general who don't necessarily know how to get started um, when they do finally have the money to travel. Or even if you don't have the money to travel, get started on that journey, like where you should go, what you should do when you go there. Or a number of parents who don't know that it's okay to travel with your kids, no matter how young they are. And I really wanted to speak with them. Because we see it so often in the military. We live in some 
amazing places and people don't leave the military gates. Wow. And they're like, I hate it living in Italy. I'm like, well, how could you possibly have hated it? And they're like, well, I never left base. <laughs> like, why did you do that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like running off base the first chance I got. I'd be like, I'm out of here. I'm going to explore. <laughs> They'll get tired of us taking leave. And they do. So <laughs> mm-hmm, I bet. But yeah, all these moments came full circle into me starting my blog based on travel. I knew that I wanted to do journalism and that it would be hard to do in the military as a military spouse moving every two years. So I took it upon myself and with the help of a good friend that I have who blogged before me telling me that, hey, bloggers make money. And if you can define your niche and you can get started with your blog and be useful on the internet, you know, that you can really make a difference and you could make a full-time income from doing that. So that's my long story short of how my blog got started, really to inspire families to go outside of their comfort zone and to take advantage of their opportunities and see the world. So you also have a master's degree, right? In travel and tourism? I just finished. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. I'm writing my dissertation right now, but I just finished my program. (laughs) What is your dissertation on? Well, I am going to be making a curriculum for the school that I go to, Temple University, go (laughs) out. And I'm introducing a course on travel and media and how the two come together and really sparked like this travel, you know, everyone wants to travel and it's because of Instagram. So I'm like, I'm going to be teaching a course, hopefully in the future on travel and media. But right now I'm writing the program structure for it. Wow, that's excellent. Thank you. That's really exciting. Yeah. And so the blog came before the master's degree. That's what led to wanting to get that master's degree. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I know a lot of people, I hate the term influencer. I don't know how you feel about it. Do you like it or dislike it? I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it. I think content creator is sort of the thing now. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that a lot. But I realized that there were a lot of people in the industry that really are knowledgeable and smart and have the educational background. And I wanted to set myself apart in this travel space because I know we see it too often where you could just post a picture and all of a sudden you're an influencer. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted to back any information that I put out there with facts and with useful knowledge. So I did go back and get my master's in travel and tourism. Love it. Thank you. So where were you stationed? You said you were, you've lived in four different cities. Where were those cities? We lived in Missouri and then we lived in Miami and then we were punished and sent back to Missouri. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And now we live in Las Vegas. And I'm assuming you've traveled sort of around those areas when you were in those places or what has your travel looked like? Has it been mostly just like around the area you are or have you occasionally gone, you know, farther outside the country or just across the country? Tell me about your travel. Um, We really took advantage of living in Miami. Miami is so cheap to travel out of. And then you can get there by, you know, plane or you can drive around, you can go on a cruise. So we really, we did all of it. (laughs) My husband, he had a very unique job where every month, basically, he was gone to a different South American country. And as soon as he would come back, me and him and my son would go somewhere else. So we had gone on cruises. And that was our first international trip. So my son was nine months old and we took him to Mexico. Wow. And we just took advantage of all of that. So anything you could think of from Miami, we've done it. We've gone to the Bahamas. We've driven from Florida to other states. We've flown everywhere. It's just 
I know a lot of people are like, you live in Vegas, that's cool. But no, I think Miami was the place for us and the best experience mm-hmm. because we just, every chance we got, and I'm sure his job got tired of us, but we left. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you, why you were saying uh, the asking for leave part of, of things could be challenging yeah. <laughs> when you're in the military. Yeah. They're not always going to want you to keep leaving <laughs> to keep traveling. Right. Makes sense. So speaking of military, you know, life and those kinds of constraints and things you have to think about, you are giving a lot of tips on your blog, right? For military families, but also just families in general. Tell me about your blog and, the, you know, what you're providing there. Right. Um, when I first started my blog, like I said, it was really geared towards military families in that need to give the families extra push to get outside their comfort zone and travel. But since then, I've done my part to, in each post, include a military section telling them what they need to know. And then for any family who comes across my blog post, I make sure that I give that information to them. Because in general, it's the same other than, you know, having an extra level of, hey, can I go? You know, most people don't have to ask, can they travel um, as much as military families do? But I cover both of those in all of my blog posts. And really, my blog posts are geared to smaller children because I know that there is a market of parents who want to travel with children zero to five years old. And we're in that room and it can be difficult. (laughs) And, you know, you want to try to have useful information on those topics. And I try my best to, like, give all of that information to them about flights, first flights, or where you should go, how to start traveling internationally with a baby, you know, things like that. I make sure that I give that information and be as helpful as I can with that. Well, and I love how you already mentioned, you know, you took your son when he was nine months old to Mexico and not everybody will do that. And I know I took my son quite a bit. I think he was like seven weeks old when we went to Canada. Granted, that's a two and a half hour drive up the road, not very dramatic, but we did take him to India when he was five. And that you know, I had my moments on that trip where I was like, um, why did I bring my five-year-old to India right now? Like there were definitely some scary things that happened, some weird things that happened. But overall, it went really well. And I think, you know, there are those kind of tips that can make it possible and helping people get creative. You know, I remember packing a suitcase full of like Annie's mac and cheese. And I'm really glad I did because he ended up being like the only American on that trip for this wedding who did not get sick because <laughs> he kept eating. <laughs> he just was kind of picky. So that's why I brought it. But he just kept eating that mac and cheese and a little bit of fruit and stuff. And he was fine. Right. The rest of us were dying. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure you have lots of tips that are really helpful seeing that you have a young child and you've already taken him, you know, plenty of places. Yeah. I know a lot of people, they ask us, like, how can you do it? And literally our family still questions like, are you guys crazy? But I do think that as young as he is, or as he was when we first started traveling, those are foundational things that he's learning in his travels that are important for in the future. Like I said before, there's no room for like intolerance and the world gets a little bit smaller and he's able to connect with other people. And I'm considering homeschool and he's socialized because we travel so often. And he's around other people. So I think those are some principles that we knew we wanted to instill really young that travel is helping us do almost, you know, without a hitch, you know, because it has to happen because we're gone so often. Right. And, you know, given that you're a military family, what are some things that you feel like are an advantage for military families or are there is there an advantage for military families around travel? I think that. Things that I may consider an advantage probably are not to other people. Like I know some military spouses and they hate moving, but I'm a nomad at heart. Like after a year, I get tired of a place and like 
for free to be able to move to different states or even countries like that is awesome. That's like once in a lifetime opportunity to do it for free or to have your child go to school in Germany and to learn German. And then, you know, things like that, the cultural immersion, the influence that they have in their 18 years or plus of life is just unmatched to me. So I think that those benefits as a military family for me are some of the biggest pros of having a life like this. And can you or can like your husband request to be stationed somewhere internationally or how hard is that to have happen? Well, we make a joke about it because we're the most traveled military family we know and they will not send us overseas. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we won't see him at all. If we send him overseas, he'll vanish. (laughs) We have tried, we had orders to Belgium before and they got canceled on us right before we went back to Missouri. I'm like, what is this? So you're like Belgium, Missouri. Oh, shoot. Like, that. no, those are not the same. Right. And you see people like kicking and screaming to go to Korea or South Korea or anything. I'm like, man, I wish. But yeah, you can in the military. Um, there's a wish list. I mean, if you get it, that's I don't know at whose disposal you you, you pick your five right. places and you'll probably get your fifth instead of your first. But you can ask and it's who you know. And some people are luckier than others and they've done their entire career in Germany and I'm jealous. So. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But at least there's that chance, right? So it sounds like, you know, it definitely sets the stage for some potentially interesting um, adventures. So speaking of interesting adventures, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about this current situation we're in, which is the pandemic. And I'm assuming you're still blogging despite the pandemic. I am. And I know that you also recently have been traveling a bit because of the pandemic. So why don't you tell me why you were traveling and then maybe tell me some about what's happened as you've done that travel. Okay. Well, we got orders to move to Las Vegas of all places. And we actually chose to live here. We went on vacation last year for a week and we fell in love with the area. And I know it's not what it seems. If you've never been outside of the Vegas Strip, it is gorgeous neighborhoods are nice and it's just beautiful. I would say beautiful weather, except for this week. (laughs) It's really hot. Um, But we chose to live here. And so when we got orders, we placed our house on the market and it sold in a day. And then we had to move on post for two months. And then the pandemic took its full force. So our orders got delayed. And Eventually, when we found out it was time to leave, we only had about two weeks to like get out of there and to start traveling, which is our road trip from Missouri to Las Vegas. And we had been in the house all that time previously, you know, basically scared. We went the last trip was in March and we went to Disneyland and then that was it. We didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Else. It ended. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I feel like as soon as we got off the plane, like the world came to an end. I don't know what in the world. But we were nonetheless excited about this road trip. I had never been on most of Route 66. So to do a road trip, which is 23 hours from Missouri to Las Vegas, we split it up over eight days because we have a toddler. And we really explored some wonderful places. We went from Missouri to Oklahoma to Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and then Las Vegas. 
and we saw some wonderful things and we've done it all. We've, we've flown, (laughs) we've done a road trip. We've stayed in all kinds of hotels and resorts during the pandemic. So I feel like at this point, I didn't want to be a test dummy, but I'm a wealth of knowledge. traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so let's get into that a little bit. So road tripping during the pandemic, what did you notice about that? Was there something that felt, I mean, maybe, you know, I'm assuming some places more people wearing masks, others they weren't, or, you know, uh, did it feel like the hotels were clean? I mean, what were some of the things that you were noticing during that adventure? Well, first I was shocked. I think that there's a negative connotation for travel right now. So social media leads you to believe that everyone's at home and they are not. Everyone is on the road. (laughs) Every rest stop that we went to, people are talking to us and telling us that they're coming from this state or that state. I think in general, people right now are more comfortable with road trips, which is awesome because for a long time, America suffered in tourism because all the Americans were going out the country, but now we're stuck. So they're really doing well because people are getting outside of their homes and traveling to neighboring states and visiting friends and relatives. So That was the first thing that I noticed. And second, I didn't know how hard it was going to be to determine because we went through so many states and each state had a different requirement for what we needed to do. For example, we drove through New Mexico and Albuquerque. I was really excited. I had been before and I didn't get to do half of what I wanted to. But when I called the tourism office, they said that you had to quarantine 14 days. Oh, wow. Oops. Okay in between two states. So Texas was fine. Arizona was fine. But Albuquerque said no. So we came into the state. We only had two choices to miss the state altogether and to drive north or to quarantine in our hotel for the length of our stay. We can only get gas and we can only get food. That was the rules. And you couldn't leave your hotel. Now, we did that, but no one checked on us. So I was just surprised. You know, they say to do these things and it's really on a trust system. Right. And it's up to you and your family to be honest and to, you know, do your part and be responsible. Right. When you're traveling. So that was something interesting that I found. But other than that, the other states were fine. We wore our masks when we couldn't be socially distant. And when we were outside, we took them off and We were still otherwise able to have an awesome experience on this road trip other than, you know, wearing masks and like, oh, yeah, it is a pandemic. We should. Yeah, we should stay away. We should be careful. So did you notice um, or can you tell me if places like museums were open? I mean, you know, you're traveling through. You may want to stop and see something. Did you find that most places were open? Many places were closed. Were you doing more outdoor sightseeing things? What, What was that like? For the purposes of social distancing, we intentionally chose outdoor activities. But the one place that we did stop inside was the Route 66 Museum in Oklahoma. And we literally only stopped there to take a picture outside. But they did welcome us in and no one was there. But the inside was open. So I think that that's any representation of what other museums are doing, I think most of them are open and kind of begging for business, you know, so If you can wear a mask and you feel comfortable going to these places like mom and pops or for profit, nonprofit museums, I say go, you know, to try to help them stay open. Because how sad would it be to lose that piece of history, you know, because of, you know, what's going on right now. So, like I said, intentionally, we stayed outside. But that was one place that we spoke to someone who worked in there. And she was just telling us about that, how they're not really having guests as usual. Okay. And I would imagine, you know, if places are open 
and it is indoors, they probably would have some things like limiting the number of people. Obviously, they have to be at reduced capacity, that kind of thing. So, you know, I do think if I were on the road, I would try to see where I could support when I could, like you said. So tell me about your flying experience. I really want to (laughs) know. I know. So after we did our road trip, we spent two days in Vegas and then our house is not done yet. So we decided to fly home to Georgia. So we we worked against, we, we drove West and then we flew East and intentionally, I am not, you know, giving a shout out to any airlines or anything, but Delta is what we chose to fly, not only because I'm most comfortable with Delta being from Atlanta, that's a hub for us, but because they have really gone the extra mile to make sure that they put those precautions in place. And I genuinely felt safe on our flight with the three of us, especially with my son, you know, being safe is my top priority, even with all the traveling we did. So we noticed in the airport, they had the social distancing marks on the ground. And then on the airplane, they allowed after the flight landed before we boarded uh, some time, like more time to clean it and to sanitize. Um, The seats were clean when we got on. We were given hand sanitizer and wipes immediately before we could even sit down. And then they loaded back to front so that we didn't have to pass by anyone getting on the plane. And also, you know, if you have any special, like if you're traveling with children or if you're traveling with someone elderly or military, they let you board first. So even if your flight, if your seat isn't in the back, we were allowed to get on first because of military. So then we cleaned our seats and the flight attendants were there to hand us any more wipes or answer any questions. And they are one of the only airlines that I've seen that are actually enforcing the middle seat being empty. They're very strict on that. So I appreciated that aspect of it. And then we did our flight. They told us that we had to keep our mask on. We even watched, they extended their introduction video to talk about some of the safety measures that they've taken. And then in general, it was a three and a half hour flight and it was very comfortable other than, you know, wearing a mask the whole time. So my toddler couldn't go to sleep, Wow, which he usually does on the flight. So I We need nap time, but we couldn't. And he toughed it out. And it was a great experience. I didn't for once feel unsafe in the airport. And I think planes are probably cleaner than they've ever been at this point. I'm guessing that's true. Yeah, I would imagine. (laughs) And the airport itself, did you check in? Like, did you, I'm hearing they're doing more contactless kiosks or whatever. Did you have any of that going on where you didn't have to touch anything Um, We went to a regular check-in. So we did speak with the agent because we were checking um, like a car seat. So like we had to do that. But you could sign in the day before and then it asks you when you book your flight to be at the airport at least two hours early, like in general, but they really mean it so that they could um, get everyone set up and you don't have to spend a lot of time in TSA touching people and, you know. Right. I think that was the only part of our experience in the airport that may have been a little, eh, like we're too close together in TSA. Okay. But hand sanitizers everywhere, just use it, you know, and then wash your hands when you can. But that's, that's a given. I think most people by now know, wash your hands, wash your hands, you know. Obsessively, <laughs> compulsively yeah. wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> like you're crazy. I know, like you're a crazy person. <laughs> And then you also um, had to bring your own food or did they give you anything to eat on the flight at all or no? 
it was different. So they did give us something to eat. The drink choices were limited to water and it was bottled water. So when you get on your flight, when it's time for you to get your snack, you get a bag. In that Ziploc bag is hand sanitizer, water, two snacks, and a napkin. So you can't ask for anything other than water. Okay. Um, they don't want the flight attendants to come around and to pour anything. So I think, but we still got our Biscoff cookies. So great. <laughs> Isn't that what we That's all That's right. Exactly. If, if we have that, then what's the problem? You know, actually, I was sitting here thinking when you were saying that about the bottled water, you know, there's been this big push, like, why are we using cups, plastic cups in the air? And, you know, we we should bring our bottles and, and all of that. And I'm thinking, this is right. interesting. I mean, granted, there's still plastic bottles, but just this idea of like, hmm, took a pandemic to stop like the repeated cup usage, you know, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff that would go on. And now right. it's just like, nope, here's one bottle. <laughs> There you go. Or loading back to front. Like, mm-hmm. why weren't we always doing that? that? Isn't that ridiculous now that you think about it? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Like, I have to knock someone over my head with my back to get on the plane. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. But that's just what happens when you load first class to, you know, economy. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, thanks for giving us all that inside uh, scoop. I mean, I know, you know, I haven't flown since since the pandemic started. So I was really eager to hear what that experience was like. And it sounds like it went pretty well. You did it. You're still here to talk about it. You did not get sick. So that is great. All right. So I guess now you're in Vegas. Actually, as we're doing this interview, you are in a hotel. I am still. <laughs> so you went back to Vegas but you're still, you're in a hotel. So you're still almost on like a travel experience. Why are you in the hotel right now? Because we haven't closed on our house yet and we have 11 days. So I have, I'm, we are sweet life with Zach and Cody in it. And <laughs> <laughs> my son is living in a hotel and the staff knows us and loves us. And that's, we're family now. <laughs> I'm their resident. <laughs> so are you finding the hotel is keeping up to some good cleanliness standards while you're staying there? I mean, how does that feel being in a hotel? Well, we are very loyal to Hilton and I like their initiative, the Clean Stay. So they've partnered with Lysol to make sure that their rooms are clean. And then after the rooms are clean, there's a sticky on the door that's a tamper seal. So you know that no one went in there after housekeeping. And I appreciate that because we know that they've cleaned properly. The room was very nice. And then there's no ongoing housekeeping like you have to ask for it. So no one outside is coming in your room. And still, I mean, we leave the room and we go through things and we come back. And because it's such a small space, we want to make sure that we keep it clean for ourselves. So, I mean, we have certain rules like take the clothes off, you know, put it in the laundry bag, wash it, wash your hands immediately, take your shoes off because they've been outside, you know. So it's up to us now (laughs) in a hotel to make sure that we're doing our part to stay safe and then the hotel staff is so welcoming and they're helpful and they're willing to do anything you need to make you comfortable because and hotels really struggled during the pandemic to start. So yeah, we're helping them. They're helping us. And we've enjoyed our hotel experience. I tell people that all the time, like, cause everybody's like, are you scared? I'm like, no, we've done it all at this point. And in general, I know that most people are scared of pandemic. I'm scared, but if you're doing your part, we have some good systems in place to keep people safe and you don't have to be stuck in your house forever. <laughs> yeah, that's it's good to be reminded of that. And, you know, like you're saying, different states are going to have different 
requirements and and restrictions. And I think honoring those is important if we travel, you know, like we're going to be going down to Oregon soon. That's just a road trip down to Bend. But, you know, I'm look, I was thinking about that, like, wait, what does Oregon want us to do and not do in terms of coming into the state? And so I think that part of it is like being respectful, like you, you mentioned. Um, but it doesn't, you know, if, if a state is allowing us to come in, then then that's great. Like we don't have to stay at home. And then there are so many ways to get creative and not necessarily be in the middle of everything. I know I've been hearing that, you know, Bend, Oregon right now has a lot of people coming in because it's so much an outdoor type place. You can go river rafting, you can do all these outdoor hiking and biking and stuff like that. So we actually are going to be staying in a Hilton. I like Hilton too. No Hilton, Lysol and Delta did not pay us for this episode, but we are no, talking about, we are talking about some of our favorite brands. Um, well, anyway, Hilton's one of my favorites. I happen to have a lot of points with them because I had to cancel a trip to Ireland and I was going to save it for whenever I could go to Ireland. And I thought, wait a minute, I could utilize this, you know, in a different way. And so I'm happy to hear that you've been finding it to be a good experience because we'll be staying about three or four nights down in Bend. So it's going to be good to get out, get on the road a little bit. Something new. Something new. (laughs) And I had my previous episode, episode 50 or a few episodes back, I interviewed Valerie Stimmick about astrotourism. And so I'm all back into the night sky and Bend, Oregon is known for its dark night skies. So I'm really excited about that too. So finding other things to do than what, you know, maybe museums are closed, but you can go outside and go look at the stars, you know? So yeah, it's showing us all the things we can do in our own backyard, down the road, outside in the dark. (laughs) Okay. I have to add that to my bucket list. Go look at some like Milky Way stuff and, you know, comments and things. Okay. So before we wrap up, well, first I want to mention, I've noticed on your blog, you are blogging about travel during the pandemic, of course, and you have some tips on there and sharing some of the stops you made along the way and things like that. So that's great. So people could check that out. We'll definitely have, I'll have all the links to uh, your blog and everything in the show notes. But before I ask where people can find you, I want to ask, how do you feel that travel has changed you? Um, travel has changed me. Currently, it is a reminder constantly to be a better citizen of, you know, to care about others and, you know, what's going on in the world and to just constantly remind me that, you know, travel is so much bigger than just you. And you want to try to gain as much as you can, but you also want to give back. So like I said, traveling like during this pandemic has been a lot of me saying, okay, I may not be able to do exactly what I would have done in a previous trip, but we're going to make the most of it. And we're going to have those experiences. And, you know, it's even more fulfilling now because it had been taken away for a couple of months, you know, and I'm kind of like feeling nostalgic about, oh, we just went on a trip. (laughs) And it seems small, but it, it, it does mean a lot to me that we got to have such a great experience on this road trip. And especially at a time like this. And I know that we will never forget the experience of traveling during a pandemic. Right. Yep. (laughs) Right. You're just so much more grateful for it overall. And I would normally ask people, you know, what their next big travel plan is. And I know none of us can really say exactly when or where, but you did move to Las Vegas. So I guess you are living a travel experience for some people, although I'm sure Las Vegas is not operating in the same way that it normally would be. But yeah, and then there's beautiful, like you said, there's beautiful things to do. There's hiking and things like that around outside of Las Vegas. And people forget that. So I'm sure you're going to have fun exploring and doing a lot, just being in a new city. This is our first time living out west. I think we're going to take advantage of all the national parks. We're probably heading to Utah in the next few months. Excellent. 
Utah is fabulous. Yeah. So where can people find you if they want to follow your blog or follow you on social media? My blog is www.thedailyimpressionswithas.com. And I can be found on Instagram most of the time at I am Sierra Red. And that is the same Twitter handle at I am Sierra Red. Also, Facebook is facebook.com slash the daily impressions. Perfect. Thanks so much. And I'll make sure to have those links in the show notes. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. Thanks for all the great insight into traveling right now. And I certainly wish you the best as you settle into Las Vegas and close on your home. But thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Want to check out the resources and links mentioned during the episode? Head over to the show notes at jetsetlizette.com forward slash episode 53. That's jetsetlizette.com forward slash episode 53. And Lizette is spelled L-I-S-E-T-T-E. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I really appreciate you spreading the word as it helps me grow the show. Thanks so much for tuning in and getting some travel inspiration. I'll be back with more in a couple weeks. Until then, remember, life is short, travel more. Mm -hmm.